and we'll put a trigger warning in the description that we do we do get into true crime on this because I know some people do not want true crime at all. recording hello are we in hi hi happy pride thank you happy pride to you cheers i'm <gasps> drinking my little pinkish drink your kombucha mm -hmm. yeah i'm a kombucha girl now so tell me what you the last an episode or two ago i told you that i've been drinking first thing in the morning a bottle or cup of kombucha and i think it's um helped my mood and my digestion overall everything and you said you were going to try it out what are the results um even if it's a placebo i feel like it's helping i like it it's a nice little morning ritual wakes me up uh i tried to, i shared it with chris i don't think he likes the kombucha boys don't like kombucha i don't like kombucha i don't know about um digestion because yesterday uh, Chris got in my car and he went, did you fart? And <laughs> I went, uh -huh. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's not helping that, but uh, I like it. I got the pink lady apple one that you had the other day. It was very tasty. It tasted like Delicious. the most like accurate to the description. Uh, but yeah, feel, feel lovely. Yeah. Cause Usually they're flavor they're called like lavender, lilac, lemon. And then you're like, this tastes like apple cider vinegar. Basically, yeah. Guava goddess. Ooh, I'm the guava goddess now. They're delicious. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I think it's okay to hop on health trends like that. I think it's okay if it only works because it's a placebo. I think there's I think having something that has a tiny bit of caffeine in the morning that takes you a second to sip on is a better wake up than just straight coffee and then i go to coffee after oh then i go straight to coffee straight to the bathroom uh <laughs> oh i'd be i'd be blown <laughs> ass these days <laughs> i'd be straight up blowing ass every morning uh how was your week what'd you do this week tell me all about it let me look through my week was it was a good week we're gonna say that nice we're gonna say a good week let's see oh my god memorial day i have not day drink in a minute um but i did it i think my drinking is worse than an alcoholic and it's because i don't need to do it and yet i still do it like i don't <laughs> have that impulse in me i don't have the obsessive compulsive impulse where like i need to drink like I need to do it if like I don't need to I am fine without doing it and yet I still choose to do it which is to me and yeah is this offensive to people actually struggling with alcoholism <laughs> probably okay that's not my problem no I'm kidding I'm very empathetic <laughs> to those who are struggling with addiction and are very very strong people but why do I you know I did but I have a blast it was so much fun um I Zach and I went to Astoria and we had uh Bloody Mary's Nice. And then, so good. I had it with Mezcal, Bloody Maria. And then, ooh, delicious. Then we had shots of tequila. Crazy. Because it's Memorial Day, Katie. We're cel what are we celebrating? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and then I 
Then we walked to Lady Bird. That was closed. Then we went somewhere else. We got margarita. Zach got heartburn. I said, you shouldn't drink if you have heartburn. So I finished his margarita. <laughs> then at this point, I am like, I am browned out for sure. And then guess who we run into on the belt line? Um, Shaquille O'Neal. I was going to guess Rodney. Oh my but God, how did you guess? I was going to guess Rodney. And then I was like, oh, let's go bigger. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> you were very close guessing Shaquille O'Neal because I ran into Shawnick. <laughs> and rory scovel oh i have run into i have seen rory scovel at a coffee shop probably seven times in atlanta that guy loves going to cool coffee shops but um so cool we ran into them twice and i was so fucking drunk <laughs> and uh i was like god i hope i'm not saying something crazy right now to the person that starred beside amy schumer and i feel pretty <laughs> cool tomorrow he's got an apple tv program play it chill play it chill stop talking about how you almost lost your sunglasses shut up <laughs> then... otherwise he's gonna be doing an improv about you he's gonna riff the entire time about the dingus he met on the belt line <laughs> Uh, you ever you ever lose your sunglasses? Uh, oh. uh. <laughs> that's a great Rory Scovel impression. That was really good. Thank you. He's from the but... same city as Chris. Oh my god! So I'm I'm not I doing did... yeah I'm not doing a good impression of either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the best Rory Scovel impression I'd ever heard. Was um he's from the same city as Chris. <laughs> That was good. Thank you. Um, and then after that, I came home. I had a cider. Ooh. Um, I watched. I started watching. You ever seen the cartoon We Bear Bears? I've heard of this. Uh, I think a, a an Atlanta comedian used to work on their social media stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I I know You're we're gonna, not saying names. It, love it. We're not saying names, so I don't have to uh, edit it. But there you go. I just sent it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, uh, it's an incredible show. Yeah. It's a kid's show. They're only 12 minutes long. And like they make you, they're, they're really cute. Like you'll be like, oh, they're so cute. This is the perfect length. 12 minutes. Perfect. That's all I need. Um, So that's how I ended the night. Then I woke up the next morning. I wasn't hungover. I think I had like a slight nausea for the next two days that I'm going to attribute to drinking so much on Memorial Day. Um, But it was very fun. Day drinking is very fun, but then you get that day hangover and I don't know if there's anything quite like that. Yeah. I feel like I'm able to combat hangovers better from drinking in the day because by the time I get home and I'm done, it's not too late. So I drink higher liquid IV. You know, I can have a meal. I can drink water. So I am better set up. But I, I did say I wasn't going to drink anymore after that. And I did have not one but two cocktails last night <laughs> watching the Vanderpump Rules reunion. But I had to. <laughs> you have to. It's a show about drinking. It's a show about drinking. They're all fucking drunk. Except Lala. Oh, she's sober. Is this Lala of um, former MTV fame? I'm not a Vanderpump head. I have no idea. I just got into Vanderpump very recently because of the scandal, and it really grabbed me. I'm really liking reality TV more than I've ever liked it, and it's a problem. 
Well, I think that's good because the writer strike uh, means we won't be having regular TV anytime soon. <laughs> What'd you say? Sorry, you cut out. Too. Oh, sorry. Uh, we won't be having regular TV anytime soon because of the writer strike. So it's probably good <laughs> that you like the reality that's very TV. True. As we all know, reality TV is really honest, too. Very honest. Uh, I saw a thing they're going on day 30 of the writer's strike, and I'm like, that's crazy. I've been here for almost 30 days because we got to California the day it started. As I said, an auspicious beginning. Um, <laughs> oh, my then God. Everybody's, you know, it's really fun. So we got to do this. Uh, we went to get bagels, which, you know, I love. And we saw the uh, your favorite. I love bagels. Found a good bagel place. Yeah. And we went to yes. someplace in Burbank where all the studios are and all the people are out striking and you're supposed to honk for them. And that is the most fun honk you can honk. You don't get to honk all the time. People think <laughs> you're mad at them. But these people that you honk yeah. and they go, yes. And my car sounds like an old timey like <laughs> Model T Ford. So I'm just going, a wooga, a wooga. <laughs> It's the same sound as when the cartoons he's like a nice pair of breasts. Yeah, that's me when I'm passing on. Um, okay, we're back. We're back. We um, did it. I have a drinking problem. No, I'm kidding. Uh I really don't think I do. I think I had a microdosing problem for a second. Oh, I did too during quarantine. I was like, well, nothing else is happening. Why not do this every day? And uh, it is eventually kind of wasn't as fun. Doesn't really work after a while. <laughs> oh, I also I'm remembering now I took mushrooms on Monday, too. But I was so drunk that I was like, well, this was just a fucking waste of mushrooms. Yeah. You're like, now I feel sick for a couple different reasons, honestly. Literally, I think maybe that added to the nausea. I think so. I think so. And maybe you didn't even see Rory and Shonic. Oh my God, I just imagined them. You just imagined them. You said, what if I saw two of the biggest comedy celebrities in Atlanta? <laughs> and then it happened. And then I just looked in the reflection. <laughs> it's me. I'm <laughs> it's famous, y'all. Uh, um. And then I'm trying to give you the highlights and then I want to hear yours. And then on Tuesday, I did a show where I, it was a comedy show, but then I had to interview. There was someone from the Senate was there, the Georgia Senate and a representative was there. And so I did my comedy set and then I had to like interview one of the house representatives and I was pretty nervous about it. Cause I'm not, I'm like, why did they ask me? Like, I am not a political comedian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but luckily she kind of took the it, and it was funny because I had to follow Crystal Pierce interviewing the senator, one of the people in, in the Senate. And it was like a pretty depressing interview, like not Chris, not since, just like the listeners, since you probably just heard a lot of our theme song, you need to know we've been having technical difficulties and I wouldn't typically describe myself as a suicidal person, but nothing really <laughs> makes me want to fucking slit my wrists more it gives me like god having to do zoom for college during the pandemic like having technical difficulties makes me want to jump off a cliff i would always use it as uh like oh no my computer's not working guess i can't go to this meeting <laughs> <laughs> but this i actually want to do so i'm like please work please for the love of god 
Uh, I can't believe they fired you. (laughs) (laughs) Who could have seen it coming? Okay, it says my... It says my internet connection's unstable, but I literally have three full bars of internet. Zoom's a liar. I hate Zoom. Sorry, Zoom. You're out. You're Zoom's out. Sashay away. Sashay away. I've been doing Google Hangouts with my therapist, which is kind of funny. Um, And that's been working. So, Oh, really? So just something to think about, I guess um i could we could do that next time yeah Um, we could we could try next time is google hangouts what formerly was like house party (laughs) do you remember house party i feel like you've explained house party to me before (laughs) is that when it was like kind of like chat room it was like friends of friends it was like yeah you would invite your friends it was a lot like zoom but they had games so it would be like you could play like you know, 20 questions and like that little like card would pop up over your head and be like, I'm Miss America or whatever the fuck. My improv skills are really good. Do you see how I just came up with Miss America on the spot? (laughs) (laughs) You killed it. I'm Miss America. Um, Yeah, you've definitely, I've heard about House Party before. I feel like maybe it wasn't from you. Maybe it was from someone else. I did work briefly on them and yet again, another, another brand that bit the fucking dust maybe people see my resume and they go oh that company lost all those clients and they have one thing in common (laughs) katie hughes no no i did have a good interview this week uh it was a recruiter so like the like the the main company and then they like have them interview you before they waste like the time of like the lower company i don't know but it went really good the funny thing was that they were like okay so we have to ask you, do you have any moral quandaries? Because we know sometimes, and they're like really building it up. They're like, sometimes people have an issue. And I'm like, what are you going to try to make me sell? Like, what am I going to be writing <laughs> copy for child pornography? Literally. <laughs> and they go, so the brand you'd be mostly working on is Amway. Wait, say it again. You cut out. The brand I would mostly be working on is Amway. Do you know what Amway is? Wait, is that the one that trafficked kids? That's uh, allegedly Wayfair, which was another brand that Havas was working on. So, <laughs> what was Amway again? That's- Amway is like a multi-level marketing. Sounds familiar as hell. It's an MLM for um, oh makeup and it's- healthcare. It's an MLM, yes. Yeah, it's an MLM, and uh, they were like, "So, if you have any problems with it," and I just went, "Well, I worked for Coca-Cola, so I don't <laughs> think I really have." any issues because you know and i didn't i did not take the opportunity on the um interview to say there's no ethical consumption under capitalism but you know i was thinking it uh thank you yes and uh so i just went oh no my uncle did um, mlm and boy did it change his family for the better Ooh la la and i (laughs) really sold it um and then uh the guy who's doing my album actually really gave me a good joke. He goes, so if you get a, a job for the copywriter job for them, do you have to hire four more copywriters under you? And then they <laughs> each have to recruit four more under them. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's very funny. Very good. I can't believe Katie moved to LA to sell leggings on Facebook. You know, I've always been a LuLaRue girl. Is that the right Lula name? LuLaRue. LuLaRue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is exactly uh, right. So, and then I went to their Instagram and they've got like almost half a million followers. So I'm like, well, I guess at least it'll get more likes than fucking, I don't know, Coca-Cola. Yeah, fuck. Fucking Coca-Cola. Never drinking Coca-Cola again. Why drink Coca-Cola when you can drink artisanal sodas from the corner store? Why drink Coca-Cola when you could sell makeup to your... (laughs) your girlies at a little Tupperware party and you can make them take a mortgage out on their house. Hey girlies. Um, I so can today talk we're going to you be... now that you work for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. They're going to be deepening their sustainable impact. And then they write, what does it mean to deepen your impact by lowering your environment, your hashtag environmental footprint for us? Hashtag sustainability starts on our farms. The Amway has farms. Promoting and maintaining soil health and biodiversity. Hashtag Amway employs crop rotation at our Trout Lake West Farm. So our land gets rest every year to foster soil recovery and long-term soil health. Amway has a farm? What? Do they also have an airline? Uh, maybe. You, you get... I'm thinking of Airway. There's uh, Pan Am was one. Pan Am. Panam, did you know that May was skin skin months? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Did you just say May was skin month? What the fuck? Skin that awareness month. You know, you look down sometimes you don't realize you have skin. Well, May, the whole month you go, oh fuck. <laughs> my skin. I think I, I think I have a new mole on my um body, but it's in a place that doesn't even really see the sun. It's like under my boob. And um I don't, I'm like I'm. I need to go to the dermatologist now. Or if we have any dermatologists listening, <gasps> hello, honey. <laughs> I'm about to get so many DMs being like, "Hey, I'm a dermatologist. You said you have <laughs> a let mole see, on your titty. <laughs> let me see that titty. Wait, I mean, pic- let me see it. <laughs> send a picture. I'll be able to tell you if it's cancer or not. <laughs> You're like, I bet you will. Um. Congratulations. I saw you had another show coming up. We talked about this comedian on the last episode, and now you're featuring for her. I saw oh, your yes. Stories. This Saturday. Did we talk? Did we talk about her on the last episode? Yeah, she was at the um store before Kate Berlant went up. Oh, that's so crazy. You manifested it. What venue is it at? It's at yes, I'm I'm opening for Esther Povitsky. That's her last name, right? I think so. At um at city city winery saturday in atlanta oh that's a big one i know i'm kind of i'm excited i've i've performed at city winery once but it was not full at all um and it seats like how many people like a couple 200 like i mean i, I thought it was Four? like maybe three three to five hundred it feels really big in there i think it is because they're earl hosts so that's you know triple the fucking size yeah did they hit did her like management hit you up or did you uh, hot hot comics hit me up. Oh, hot comics to the rescue! That's awesome. So because they're they're bringing, I'm pretty sure they're bringing her in. Oh, they're getting like names. Actually, I don't know if they're bringing her in or if they're just like helping City Winery out. I think they're no, they're bringing. I think they brought her in. Yeah, they're bringing in headliners. That's the shit. I mean, somebody in Atlanta has to. Very cool. Yeah, they brought in some good people. That's um, awesome. I'm very excited. I always get nervous when it's that many people because I rarely perform for that many people. Um, but 
I feel like her audience will like me. Oh yeah. Unless I feel they're like just like they're gonna love you. Psycho, knock on wood. I know what a bomb to have. I I feel like if you like if anything didn't go well, it would only be because like if they were like people who are like, I don't care about the openers, but I feel like you're very like not similar in style, but like similar to the demographic, what they would like. That's the thing. I feel like I'm going to look like I'm, I'm going to be, everyone there is going to be someone I would be friends with, I think. So yeah. Can I, I hope everyone's been very, I posted about it. I didn't think I was going to get so much response because there's still some tickets left. So I posted the ticket link and um, everyone's been very very nice that's the shit congratulatory it is it is cool i just you know to be to be someone so so free of trends and to be looking at them from the outside (laughs) wait what did you say so free of what i said trends (laughs) (laughs) to be someone so fucking uncool and to be looking from the outside i'm seeing a lot of jumpers (laughs) listen these are all great comedians and i didn't mean to say anything bad you i i like how outside of trends you are because it does open my mind up to like huh i do what am i wearing right now i'll put something absolutely weird and disgusting on just because i've seen i'm like enough people do this right yeah, and sometimes I go, oh, I'd love to wear an outfit that you don't have to think about. You know what I mean? Like, I do like the the jumper to a degree. <laughs> and then I see them, and I go, I can go up my... It's going to go up my pussy. It's going to go up your deep vagina. Katie's like, God, these girls must be having shallow, shallow vaginas. That's going to ride right up my backside. <laughs> And then people can see the diaper I'm wearing underneath it. (laughs) Katie, you know what I think you should do that would completely elevate your fashion game? Go off. I've been practicing saying go (laughs) off. Uh, (laughs) You you went off. Go off. I think, bear with me here, I think you should get a septum piercing. Okay. Whatever you say. She... I think <laughs> the septum piercing does the same of what my haircut does, which is it's just going to elevate what you already going on. I feel like you give septum piercing energy because I... you're insufferable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That uh, that, that c- cartoon I showed you, the one that me and my friend made, like that was like, what, eight years ago? And like mm-hmm. the first thing I was like designing that one character, the insufferable girlfriend, and I was like, she needs a septum piercing. And I mean, to this day, I've never looked back. Uh, maybe I'll let Chris do it. We'll get a baby carrot and like a sewing needle and he'll just like ram it through my fucking head. The only thing I'm nervous about, though, of you getting a septum piercing is logging on to the next week's episode. And I'm like, how are things going? And you're like, um, well, it got infected. Uh, <laughs> you know, that would happen. I'd be like hiding behind the mic. It got infected mic. so bad. They had to take. <laughs> nothing <laughs> they had to take out 90 percent of my nose but they i got to replace it and i picked a little clown nose since i'm so funny that's what my nose would look like if it was infected from the septum piercing uh all right i'm gonna put this that's in my so calendar so, you'd be so proud i've been putting things in my calendar i am so proud all what are you dots. putting in shows 
look at what are you putting in right now though getting your septum pierced yeah getting my septum pierced <laughs> i'm gonna find a time chris and i are both available for him to do it listeners uh, katie has been a successful big comedian and has been not using her iphone calendar at all she's been using a paper calendar her entire schedule for the next month could be destroyed by one cup of coffee that spills but same thing for the phone no no, I guess it's in the cloud. You're it's right. in the cloud, baby. Baby, it's in the cloud, baby. Baby, girl. it's all in the cloud. Um, so I do still get like I put some dates in there, and then I went. I don't think I did that right, and I'd been putting them on the wrong month. So it does take some <laughs> practice, and I don't have good reading comprehension or number skills. So what are we? You're gonna like, do? damn! I had a busy September in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shows in uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So, yeah, I got a couple shows coming up. Very excited. None none for the rest of the month. Uh, I got one on the 13th of June at the Comedy Store. So, basically, I just started emailing, like, everybody I could email. And it's a pre-show spot, which I've never – it's, like, that's not a thing in Atlanta. You don't just be like – well, I guess I I used to do it at Noni's. I would let whoever wanted to do one minute – go before everybody i did hear about that yeah and it was usually chris islam aka chris christopher isabella christopher isabella lamowitz i'm not Mm -hmm. sure um so i'm doing a five minute spot at the comedy store before a roast battle on the 13th that's awesome and i'm doing a show called free puppies on the 16th and uh comedy on sunset on the 19th and the flagship at the glendale room on the 23rd okay i was that's amazing and i want you to take all of those i want you to draft a text right now and i want you to send it to my mom i have to hear from her that she's devastated that she missed more shows you are getting a strongly worded email oh i don't want to i don't want that to happen certainly not let her i would love my dream my real dream would for you chris my mom and my dad to go out to dinner before and for me to (laughs) <laughs> a watch from afar <laughs> we're double dating they would just with the rubens you. they would interview they me? would just they would ask you so many questions and my mom would know so my mom's input so much of your comedy my mom's listened to queen of the castle so many times like she knows so much about you and you don't know you know way limited about her it is true so i should be interviewing lots of questions pam you should and then i would just want to see chris kind of be in the mix of it too chris and my dad would take similar energies your dad could sneak chris cookies under the table (laughs) they would go outside they're just eating cookies i'm like what the fuck i wanted cookies he hasn't had dinner yet okay perfect don't ruin his little appetite he's got a little tummy I'll send you the other ones too for July because I don't want them to that's feel pressured. Well, that's awesome, Katie. I she's booked, guys. Los booked Angeles, Katie. She's booked and busy. Well, we knew that already. <laughs> Not after this episode drops. When I talk, I know about you just. Well, we're gonna have to get rid of. And the hair. And the hair. What if I just start beeping stuff like so I can still have the whole conversation, but I'm just like, and all these girls here, they've got beep. <laughs> it could be anything we change it to guns they got guns um so yeah that's exciting you sent me some very uh 
wait wait you, did you finish your your week because we got to we got to uh, two cocktails for vanderpump rules and i don't know if you you finished your week and then let's see i had yeah that's pretty much it and then i have a show tonight at sweetwater and i the show at city winery on saturday that i'm very excited about um but what what did I text you about this week? Oh, and I watched. I'll tell you about the show I was watching later. Different oh my show. gosh, hell yeah! So the what first, did I text you? The first story I thought was interesting, but it didn't have like a docu series attached to it, so it is a little bit more uh, bite sized of a story. But I love this because okay, the story is Chloe Stein, Jeanette woman accused of faking abduction, may owe eleven thousand five hundred dollars for search. And at first I was like, oh, did she just like go away and didn't answer anybody's phone calls? In which case she doesn't owe money, but it said that she did, uh, she did something crazy. Let me read this real she, quick. Yeah, she, I can tell you she, so I, this article, this girl, Chloe Stein was in college to be, I want to say a nurse. And I don't know if that's because what she was studying to be, or if I just, nurses are fucking crazy. Um, which, if you're a nurse listening to this, you're probably laughing and drinking a white claw, and you're like, "We are crazy." Um, <laughs> they do God's work, though. She like was out, dropped out of school, but didn't tell anyone about it, and didn't want to tell anyone, and was really like embarrassed and ashamed. So she she drove her car somewhere, parked it on the side of the road, and they think she just hung out in a garage without her phone for like two days, and then returned her, and then like returned herself and said she had been like had a gun pulled on her. And that she had been tied up and shit. Um, but she and she had a boyfriend. Anytime someone does this and they're in a relationship, I'm like, so are how do you normally act? Because there's no way you're pulling stuff like this and then like you're also like fun at comp you're good at compromising. Right. You're super chill all the time, and then you're like, Hey, uh, I'm gonna go um fake my death and I hope this doesn't affect anything. Yeah, there's no way you go from zero to fake your death. Like you had to have some whack qualities before. Oh, yeah. This is somebody who is like crying in a restaurant if they don't have unsweet tea or something. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> they ordered unsweet and it's slightly sweet and you're not sure if it's splendor or not. And I just can't <laughs> have sugar. Um, I didn't put it on my fitness pal. <laughs> <laughs> so she was seen leaving work at 1030 p.m. on May 1st. The last anyone heard from her was at 11 p.m. when her boyfriend got a text message that said she'd been pulled over. So then reported missing around lunchtime on May 2nd. So they didn't even give her 24 hours to be missing. They gave this bitch 12 hours, right? Then the police searched for her with canines and a helicopter for six to seven hours. So I guess that's $11,000. Sure. Um, and then Wait. they... <laughs> Wait. Before it had been 48 hours, they searched for her? Yes. God, to be a white woman in this... I mean, I am a white woman. Being a white woman in this country, you know if that was a person of color, they would be like, sorry, you have to wait 72 weeks before you can file a missing persons report. Right. You can only file their missing persons report on their birthday. And we're so sorry, but those are just the rules. <laughs> that is psycho. So um, the thing is, is that she wasn't gone for but a day she was gone for hardly any time at all right so she shows up at her neighbor's house may 2nd said she was released after being bound and held at gunpoint but then uh -huh. later she admitted to making the story up 
and it appeared that she had been in a garage behind her house for most of the time. <laughs> However, at no point does her lying about it turns the whole thing around where it's like, okay, she planned it. But had she had just been like, I was just in the garage getting real drunk. I was very sad. I didn't want to tell anybody. Like, clearly, this is not a person with communication skills. No. Um <laughs> But yeah, she wasn't even gone for a full day, and then she lied to the police, but the whole thing was that she had not been in school for more than a year and a half. That was how they started to figure out that something was up, was because she was like, she's a student here, and someone was like, she hasn't gone here for over a year. She doesn't go here. <laughs> she doesn't go here. This girl cracked so quickly, too. I guess I guess like, life so on the run was no good. <laughs> Also, what do you think she was doing in the garage for that long? Like, I would need my phone, I think, to wait that wait it out that long. Maybe that's why she had to come out. She's like, okay, I just got to see if that reel I posted got any likes. Um, if, if I have to try to read fucking Great Gatsby again, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> but it says if the if the agreement is approved by a judge, she would enter a first time nonviolent nonviolent offender like plea and have her record expunged, which is kind of like. I mean, it's insane that they looked for her that quickly for that long. But honestly, she didn't tell anybody to look for her. So the fact that she lied to police afterwards is the only problem. Maybe it's because her car was on the side of the road. And that's pretty suspicious. I wonder if her phone was in there, too. Oh, if, true. If I'm somewhere and then you just I mean, I don't have a car. If I have a car and then all of a sudden you don't hear from me and you know i'm posting on my instagram every five seconds if you don't see i'm on instagram and then my car and my phone are somewhere i would like you to call the police or not them call someone to help me you know what yeah call the police call our most um true crime minded friends and we'll figure it out together or they'll write a story about us uh <laughs> <laughs> either way either way i mean that's just so expensive like 11 grand for like a few hours of looking for this bitch that wasn't even missing yeah that's... um that's crazy but it's like not okay so i think it's a bad reason to go quote unquote missing because like you'd been you'd already been missing classes <laughs> Right. So it's like, well, if, if they contact the school, the school would be like, well, she's been missing for 18 months, not yes, just 18 did, hours. Did she just not want to tell people or was she like, my parents are going to be so pissed I dropped out of school, but maybe if they're so relieved I'm alive, they won't be as mad. Maybe that seems like a like, I don't know. I don't understand like those like, like that's a very and this is coming from someone who hasn't told her mother that she's been fired, but <laughs> <laughs> or that your house got shot up you also didn't tell her right away no i told her like because she was planning a visit um i had to tell her uh i had to go don't go and then she thought we were just trying to avoid her but yeah Hilarious. i would rather i would rather uh shield my mother from all harm oh sweet little mommy um but here's the scenario i do believe that like her planning was bad do you know what I mean? Like the planning yeah. was bad. She could have just done anything else. But the lady who also did this where she faked her own kidnapping and said she'd been beaten by like two women, you know, to, to whatever. Two Hispanic women. She, yes, yeah. she was she was very, very intent that they were Hispanic. Yeah. So the two Hispanic women were uh, you know, the suspects and she had all the story, and then it turned out she was just with her like lover, her her, her 
ex-boyfriend who was her like boyfriend yeah but it seemed like he was her current boyfriend because she was in fact married um and he mm-hmm. i think he like <laughs> would she have him do like hit like golf balls at her and so she'd have all these bruises or some shit it was like wild she, she branded herself <laughs> yeah this bitch gave herself a brand yeah and you know we're all trying to brand ourselves so it's you know it's different for everybody um but that i believe more as like a okay maybe people will believe this alibi i i was with my adulterous boyfriend right i didn't pick up my husband's calls now he thinks i'm missing i might as well go all the way yeah no like she that makes it, more sense oh she did oh well. yeah this sounds like a woman that had a breakdown and just i mean because went missing had a had a moment but then her showing up in line and saying she had been kidnapped like yeah that people was... really can't be like hey i just need to get away from everything for a while yeah. you know what i mean like She's go out. get get like 300 bucks take two nights at a holiday inn somewhere yeah go get the free breakfast oh we love the breakfast and if we? you're like oh the hotel's too expensive it's less than eleven thousand dollars Mm-hmm. you get to watch cable you get a nice hot shower good water pressure you know that's all i that's all i'm saying um so i i would love to hear from people what they would do if they wanted to disappear um if anybody wants to tell us not that i'm yeah. gonna use the plan <laughs> huh do you um, remember the scan the the balloon boy scam yeah that was a fun happened one happened to those parents why did they do that i think they just did it to go viral and they said that their child was up in the balloon and they were filming it yes he was in the balloon and went away, but then it and then they were like oh he was just asleep in his room or playing in his room the whole time then it turned out um it was all like they told him to go hide somewhere or something yeah oh no the colorado army national guard aviators searched for him (laughs) (laughs) okay that's a lot more Thirty-six thousand. okay so the the husband richard heen this is the father of balloon boy was sentenced to 90 days in jail and ordered to pay thirty-six thousand dollars in restitution and then his wife was sentenced to 20 days of weekend jail in we all know what weekend jail is because that's what Foskey talks about on stage. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have never heard of that. Uh, so yeah, I think thirty-six grand for the balloon boy stunt, pretty expensive. But I hope you got a lot of likes. Yeah. Well, I wonder how old that boy is now. That happened in twenty uh, two thousand nine. So what if, what he was he six. Thought? what if he's hot now he's 19 uh Uh, young is he 19 he's a little young um young for me i think so i hope Uh, i found he is wearing a very similar shirt than i am right now oh a teenager they're still standing by their story what story that he was they, it would, they didn't know that they really thought he was in there. Oh. He'd been hiding in the attic. And the dad looks like someone that would make it up for views. But I Hey guys, didn't. today we're going to send my kid into outer space. Come on. Okay, this is going to end and then I'm going to switch over to my hotspot and then I'm going to call Starbar. Okay, call Starbar and then I'll I'll just have this up and then whenever you hop on I'll let you back in.
Okay. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. I'll pause the timer. Sorry, it's so disjointed today. It's okay. It's just me a lot of do 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 do. Sorry. All right. <laughs> no worries. Bye. Sorry. Bye. Hello. Hello. Is it working? Can you see me? I can see you, but you're not. Oh, you moved a little bit. It says your internet connection is unstable. God damn it. What did you turn? This what is a spot, but it was slow as shit. Hmm. Okay, are you there? Yes, hello. I'm going to turn off my video and see if that helps. Okay. I can turn mine off too, so I don't have to just look at myself. That'd be weird. Um, Is that helping? Can you hear me? Okay. I think it's, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only problem with this, though, is if it um, buffers, I won't be able to see you. So I'll just think you're giving me the silent treatment. <laughs> I could turn mine on. I'll just move mine to the side of the screen. And then let's see. But what if it's, I'm sorry, it's been such a pain in the ass today with the. Oh, it's all good. I was surprised that mine was working because I had it say unstable for a minute, but now it's back. Okay, rub it in, Queenie. <laughs> um, is this is this funny? What's that? Okay, is this funny? This was something I thought of the other day. If um, when do wait? What was it exactly? You know what? Every time I say, "Is this funny?" and I have a premise <laughs> in my mind, I always regret it in me. And you know what? Tomorrow you should have just saved that for a fucking open mic and not burden it on the ones you care about because you're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy. You should have just fucking kept it to yourself. <laughs> Are you going to tell me I'm I'm on okay, Tinder hooks? Okay. The idea of someone that doesn't know when to stop a role play. So the idea of someone they've like literally ejaculated inside of you it's it's 10 minutes post and they're like all right we'll need those papers in by monday second you know it's like it's so far past maybe it's moment. like the yeah they're still i like that that they're still at work uh where he's like i gotta go lay down in my office for a little bit <laughs> Gotta go be- meet the. Gotta go beat the traffic. Uh, uh, the rush hour traffic. He's like, could somebody order out a sandwich? Um, <laughs> I like that. I think that's a good premise. That's kind of funny, right? Yeah, it just, just makes me giggle. Yeah, especially if you. I mean, I don't know how much you want to lie about it, but if you want to be like, I had, I had a boyfriend who was more into role play. I was like, I couldn't get him to stop even after it was over. <laughs> wait that's funny that is a way better way to format it honestly uh, i'm writing that down because then it could go after the part where you're like uh i suck dick and iambic pentameter like that part because you already have the the role play thing yeah i could talk about dating theater guys your people. yeah yeah they stay in, they stay in character way too long 
<laughs> Get out of that cheerleading costume. We are meeting my parents. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, sorry, listeners. The podcast was useful for me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can say the same for you. You call it instead of you calling it a, a, a uniform. They're like, it's a costume. You know, like the opposite <laughs> of like what people make. Oh, your football costume. It's a uniform. It's a costume. It's a costume for sure. Um, uh, I like assless it. chaps. Get me the character. I think that's going to be a good a good clip when when it's clipped. Thank you. I think yes. I'll get a lot of really nice comments on I that. I think people are going to go, I I love women comedy. You've changed, you've changed my <laughs> mind. My, I love it when women talk about sex. My mind has been changed by you. My heart has also been opened. My mind. My mind is telling me yes, and my body also telling me yes. I yeah. love female comedians. It's two yeses for me, boys. <laughs> I mean, girls, boys and girls. Um, do you want to talk about our, um, (laughs) our, I don't want to, I don't want to lose our, our connection here. Uh, our, our, the second story that like you, you sent me and I didn't know how much I could be obsessed with something so quickly. I saw that story and I thought, where did I see it? It came up somewhere and I thought, oh my God, this is the most me and Katie thing to freak out (laughs) over. (laughs) Okay, this has actually started a new segment that where Katie and I are st- started a docu series, and we're gonna watch one episode every week and talk about talk about it for y'all. Um, you want you you want you wanna you wanna take you wanna tell us what it is? Uh, yeah, I'll do a little recap up top. So the, the case, the the unusual case or the curious case of Natalia Grace is the story of a person, and I, I hesitate to say. A little girl or a woman because that is the crux of the issue mm-hmm. there's a family in uh like one of the richest cities in indiana and they decide they have enough money enough resources and enough love that they want to share it with someone less fortunate so they've got three boys already and they go we want a little girl and they were supposed to adopt a girl uh from haiti but then the hurt the earthquake hit, so they didn't get the little girl that they wanted it from was, Haiti. When the dad was talking about that in the series, it was so funny because he was like, the earthquake hit and it was devastating because we weren't able to adopt anymore. Right. <laughs> like, As if the human yes, loss of life wasn't devastating. I'm like, I'm sure that yes, I'm sure that was very devastating. But he really, he really, he really spoke it as if that was the most devastating thing that happened. Yeah. He yeah, it's it's wild. And also, just as a side note, uh, you would think that the adoptions would go more, more quickly. They're like, oh, we should probably get some of these babies out of the rubble and into like homes where they can be fed. And like, but they were just like, no, nah, we're going to keep, you know, the earthquake. We got to keep all the babies or whatever. Yeah. That was interesting to me as well. And maybe they're, you know, we, we haven't gotten into the other episodes, so he might not be fully honest about this, because if there's one thing about the dad, it's that it seems like he's hiding something. Uh, <laughs> he has an unlikable. He is an un- what did I write? I wrote something down about his face. I wrote, um, "Michael Barnett face don't sit right with me." It doesn't. It he feels like a like a character like Tim Curry would play. Like he's a yeah. bit of a villain, but he's trying to like hide it and be like Mister Jovial. Um, he's so charismatic, very charismatic. He's very actory. Like yeah. the way he tells his story sounds like 
it has been told 1000 times and he yes. has not lost any of the flourish for it a thousand percent not any of the details on anything right and so he and his wife Kristen, they decide that they are going to adopt this little girl who they get like a random email or letter from this uh place in hollywood florida Mm -hmm. and it's like an adoption center called like the shepherd center and they go hey we've got a little girl she's from the ukraine she's six years old she is uh she has dwarfism and uh, a very rare condition that only affects like 3400 people in the whole world yeah um and so they have 24 hours to decide and here's where i'm going I've made decisions where it's like, hurry up, you got to make this decision. And that's never a good thing. Like that always feels like you're getting scammed or it's like, hurry up, you need to do this now. If you don't make the decision now, you'll lose out on the opportunity or whatever. A thousand percent. So it felt a little like, okay, a little scammy on the, the one side, but then like them being like, oh, we were so excited to go get her. Like they were getting a new flat screen TV. Yeah. They said it, they thought it was a sign from God. Because they had 24 hours after they had to go, they had to go get her. Yeah. Right. And so that was very weird. So they pack up their kids, one of whom is a neurodivergent math genius who had, I watched his TED talk in my English class when I was in middle school. Oh, no way. So you already had yes. like actually heard of this person. Yes. My teacher showed us his TED talk and I had done a little deep, I like had seen a 60 minutes episode and everything. Yeah. He's like, he gets diagnosed with autism and he's like, a, he's a genius. He like goes to college when he's in elementary school. He's like taking college courses. Well, that was one thing the dad said that I thought was weird because he goes, he knows all the facts about everything else so well. And then he goes, and then our son was diagnosed with Asperger's or autism. And I was like, or? Probably because Asperger's is like, they've taken that out of the lexicon now. Oh, it's not part of like the spectrum? Correct. Yeah, they don't diagnose with Asperger's anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. So So he probably was diagnosed with Asperger's at the time, and now it's just categorized as autism. So he was just correcting like the way it was like classified. I'm guessing. This is a guess. Yeah, okay. Because all we've seen so far is the father, the adopted father of Natalia Grace. So then the son. And the son is also there. He lives in the basement, and he's the most sympathetic character. I just want to give him a big fucking hug. I I often don't have that feeling um, about young men, but same. I want to just give him, I, I keep calling him my baby. I'm like, oh, my poor baby. Because he is like, he, A, he has like all the terminology of like, you know, like somebody who like is into like, you know, almost pseudoscience where it's like, oh, it's a, you know, my traumatic past, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, he did have a traumatic childhood. Yes, extremely. But it seemed like he really wanted the sister. He liked the idea of the sister until like she got there and started being weird. And so yeah. here's here's the storyline where they take them all to Disney World because they're already in Florida. Mm-hmm. And that night they say they give her a bath. So she's six. They're giving her a bath. And Which, is- <laughs> can I just say, yes. Okay, I had a lot of props. So basically what we will find out soon is that something is up with this girl but how they i don't know i don't know anything about i watch this one woman on tiktok who fosters kids and stuff and she Mm -hmm. talks a lot about like but the fact i don't know it's your first night oh also something you missed out that i thought was when they went to go pick up natalia from the adoption agency another family who had adopted her four months previously was dropping her off they were returning her yeah which is insane and then they picked her up but I feel like I know she's sick, so like a six-year-old does need help. But it's I don't know. Maybe they're just leaving. That's just a crazy thing to me that like you just met us, we're your family. Okay, now I'm giving you a bath. Like that is weird. 
and also like i could uh, i guess you're supposed yeah i guess you should stay around kids in the bathtub if they're six i mean maybe there was conversations happening obviously we missed out on but it just seems right i'm sure they're bathing their six-year-old son or at least being a a presence in the room yeah you're right you're right Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll I'll let you drop this bomb that made me. Can I be honest? So uncomfortable. This bomb because like I saw I well t- I didn't think I had IG channel on Max, so uh-huh. you know that's a plug for Max. So I was looking. I was watching all the videos I could before we met, and the way that they phrased it on a short video, they said she was overdeveloped below the waist, and that made me and Chris fall out of our chairs <laughs> because we didn't know what the fuck that meant, right? So then on the actual uh, The Curious Case documentary, they go, the wife calls me in there and she's got, and I'm going to say this in my own words, she's got a full bush. (laughs) They call it pubic hair. I said that they say like, they say a lot of pubic hair. They emphasize that it wasn't like, they emphasize, yeah, they really, they, they they all but say full bush. They make it sound like she'd been waxing and then was negligent. <laughs> like it came back fuller and thicker. Um, and so to me, that's a concern um, as a an adult woman who goes, yeah, like, I, I think I was in my teens. You know what I mean? Like most people are in their yeah. teens before. They I don't even hair. get, I don't even get pubic hair, so. <laughs> so that's just like that's crazy. <laughs> Katie's laughing at her because she's been around me while I'm in little pajama shorts a lot. <laughs> I don't even me. I don't even get pubic hair. I don't even, I don't even understand it. it. So like an idea or it's yeah, it's like a concept. Um, so this this six year old girl and okay, here's the thing. I've seen pictures of the little like. What? What? here's another unhinged thing i'm gonna say you know the little wolf boys you've seen the pictures of the little wolf boys where it's like oh the condition yeah where they all are very hairy yes okay thank you for being on on the same page because i thought that was gonna go haywire for a second they were on they were on oprah girl Yeah, yeah 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 so like i was like okay well there's different you know hormonal things that happen to everybody clearly her body has other yes. issues I happening just, i just <sighs> didn't like okay obviously now with context we know that something is up with her but before we have the context and maybe the dad is telling the story like this because of all the context he now has mm-hmm. but without that context i don't like the idea because you're right what i would think is okay something's not right here but also we don't know her past at all it was a closed adoption maybe the age is wrong on the birth certificate because of that has nothing to do with her you know sure let's get her a doctor maybe this has something to do maybe she has overactive hormones or something because of her like conditions i just hate the idea that they're just like the wife is like the wife screams that's he said she said the wife screams in the bathroom he's like she screamed in a way that's like something's terribly wrong he runs in there she's like look look at our daughter's private parts yeah and then they're just freaking out like i don't like that made me very uncomfortable yes it's like i feel like if that were my mom or something it would be like okay let's just you get you ready for bed and then let's talk i'm going to talk to my husband about this and we're probably going to go to a doctor like we're going to go to aisle like for it the walgreens and buy some nair yeah <laughs> they're just like yelling and like they're googling and googling yeah it's it is it's wild it is it's wild good. stuff 
so yeah and also I feel like they just yeah the the mom are like the fact that we haven't seen the mom be interviewed yet is like a big red flag for me that she's an insane person because like if you're normal and you want to get your story out there like there's gonna be people who are on both sides but if you're like listen i adopted this girl i wanted to love her like my daughter she had a big full bush and she was 47 <laughs> years old <laughs> if that's the true story then why aren't you on camera yet right well, maybe she'll come out later maybe they have a different episode where it's just her talking or something i don't know uh, i hope so i got it is a red wants to say such a red flag basically <laughs> And then they find out later she has a period. She has. She says she has a period and she's been hiding it. So that's the other side of that's the that's the next step is like, OK, she's got pubic hair. Maybe that's something. Then they say she's uh, on her period that she'd been hiding it, that she'd been. Um, but the way that they said, like, tell your father what you did, you know, the way they had like set it up to where she was like, I have my menstrual cycle. Like the way she said it was very grown up. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I have yeah. my period. Not like, what the fuck's happening to me? Sure, I got a, a bush down there, but now there's blood coming <laughs> out. Maybe I should go ask my yeah. mommy what's happening. <laughs> but also, maybe mommy made it impossible for you to ever trust her again because you're like, yeah, I kind of got this thing going on down there. I'm only six. And she uh, screamed. And she, and she screamed. screamed. And said, get in here and look at her vagina. Yeah, like she got the the hotel manager. She got like the people <laughs> who like clean the rooms when you leave. They're like, everybody get in here. We got to look at Natalia Grace's uh, muff. Also, something I didn't <laughs> like was <laughs> something I didn't like was. And again, so guys, basically the the, the thing they're proposing that they're going to explore throughout the series is it seems like this maybe might have been very similar to the movie The Orphan, where this woman is actually a fucking full ass adult. <laughs> as a kid and living with this family the other thing but but the and it's like we'll see and they're gonna have people on both sides it is start from the beginning though it is looking like that um it is looking like that um and so like the dad it feels like the dad uh because when they interview the grandma they they talk about how they brought the girl home and then they had like a backyard party and the dad was ecstatic to have a daughter. Do you know what I mean? Like, so this is yeah. what the grandma's saying. So it's like the pubes haven't put them off having <laughs> the kid. Yeah. They decide, they decide if he says they put the pubes to the wayside. They're like, we can get past that our daughter has a bush. They don't want to split hairs, you know? Which is like and... more than I can say for my boyfriend, honestly. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> So then they're interviewing the neighbor and the neighbor's like, yeah, I wanted to Hilarious. play with my daughter. And then I didn't because what, el what else happened was um, she started like threatening the family with oh. knives, stealing the yes. knives. She's the stealing knives, hoarding them in her room. She's saying she's going to kill them. She's standing over their bed at nighttime. You know, what's crazy <laughs> to me, though, this all legitimate like things to be concerned about. The other thing they say that they're like, this is clearly weird, is they go, whenever we, okay, at this point, what we know about this girl is that she was from the Ukraine. This is what we're told. Then she got adopted by a family. Then she got returned to the adoption agency and adopted again. And they're like, yeah, anytime we asked her about the Ukraine or the adopt or the orphanage, she didn't want to talk about it. Red flag alert. I'm like, you guys are fucking dumb. Because that's like a very, even if the kid wasn't 46 years old, I feel like that's a very expected thing that they're not just going to immediately open up to you about the orphanage they lived in in Ukraine. Right. I totally, yeah. That's like being like, 
you know, what, what's your past trauma? And then be like, I guess it didn't happen because you won't talk yeah. about it. It's like, okay, well, that's it's insane. Like, can we focus on the bush and the nine? <laughs> I feel like you got enough to work. You got enough. You got enough to work from for there. Got enough to work with. Yeah. And so like when the mom's like asking her about her period, she's got her on camera. But then there's other times where like the, the knives have already come out. She's already like threatened, like maybe the other kid or whatever. And then the dad will be like, I went into the room and I asked her, what are you going to do with that knife? She's like, I'm going to kill you. So that's the only thing we didn't record as a family. <laughs> we're, we're, we're making IG stories of this girl's bush. And yet, <laughs> and yet we can't get a voice memo of her being like, I'm going to kill you. The, the act outs they're doing are pretty they're doing like like very id channel like act outs and it's they're pretty fucking scary they've got a full-grown adult little person as her <laughs> and so they've kind of got her face blurred it's very yeah it's wild stuff um, oh the other part that's good is this is the thing that zach and i were laughing about so hard was if this woman really is scamming these things that keep happening to her are so one in a million that keep, <laughs> that keep being like the jig is up like the first thing that happens is <laughs> the dad tells us they go, the disease she has is so unbelievably rare only like 30,000 people in the entire world have this disease. Uh -huh. And then he goes, but coincidentally, there is another girl in Indiana where they live who's also six years old who has this disease. What are the odds? Okay. So then they invite her over for a play date because they're like, this would be such a good relationship for her to have, a good friend to have, someone that has her condition. And then basically what happens is the girl comes and the girl is truly a six-year-old and she looks like a six-year-old and this bitch Natalia next to her. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They should make a comedy out of it. It feels like... It feels like when I first read the story that you sent me, I felt like it was like an installment to the Leprechaun series. So I'm like, that shit's creepy. She's running around the house being like, hey, hey, hey I'm going to kill you. But then they show the picture of her with that other girl. And, and the, other, the girl other girl is six. The other girl looks like a baby. And then you're like, oh, man, she hasn't. And the mom of the other girl talking about it, the mom of the other girl's like, yeah, she was having full on conversations with us. I was like, wow, they really taught her good English. And like she was not talking like a fucking six year old, not like a six year old. Like, no, like so. So that's the the odds of that happening are so because that was the first time because she had dwarfism. They just like she was small. But then having that girl next to her, they were like, oh, that's actually what a six year old with this condition looks like. This other condition, our girl and the dad's like, yeah, you could see on her face. She noticed we noticed so she was like making her cheeks big. So like that we, picture was so good because the little baby girl is looking at her like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> And then afterwards, the dad was like, they never reached out to us again for another play date. I know. And if, okay, if all the things that Natalia's paperwork say or is true is true, this is the most tragic story where the people are like, yeah, we don't want our kid to play with your kid. That's so sad. But the the little girl who played with her is now 14 in the documentary oh. mm -hmm. and has the exact same facial bone structure as, the, as Natalia at quote unquote six. So yeah. I think- at first, I was like, this girl's an adult. Like, this girl is for sure pulling a scam. But then once I saw that, I went, I think that she's older than she said. Yeah. But not an adult. I feel like she, she's like 14 to she 16. Could be just a teenager with, like, severe emotional behavioral issues. Oh, yeah. She gets diagnosed as a sociopath. At, on the fourth, on the, they take her to, like, four psychiatrists. The fourth one's like, yeah, she's a sociopath. Here, take her home. So they take her home. 
And then here's where things get weird. And I feel like this is towards the end of the first episode. So we'll probably have to leave our leave our listeners on a, you know, cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. Yeah. So they take and this is the part of the story that I read in the article, too, where it was like they took her to a place called like the Creamery Farms or something where they had electric fence. And at some Wait, point they didn't say this in the first episode. Oh, it's not in the first app. Oh, it's in no. the article. I sorry. I watched yeah. the second app. You're spoiling. OK, so that's a teaser. That's a teaser. Get ready for the electric fence story. But um, um, something that I think that will lend us something that the dad said that I think, because basically what we know from the beginning of the show at the opening is the parents end up getting arrested. And we do later get like information. There's other people like we see someone who also has dwarfism and she's like, she's not a, an adult. She's a kid. Like I can tell. So we're going to get another perspective. But I have a feeling the parents do something fucked up. Only because the dad says the therapist told us she's a sociopath. There's nothing we can do to help. And because he said that, I'm like, really? A therapist told you there's nothing you can do to help? It's just a lost cause. Like, because he says that, I feel like he's justifying. Because I don't even know what I, I'll, I'll be honest. This was an an awful documentary for people to go to show people like to get people to go adopt kids. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is like a, hey, whatever you do you know try before you buy honestly yeah this is it's pretty it's <laughs> i'm excited i'll probably watch a second one after this honestly yeah i mean if you finish them this week we could talk about all the rest of them next week okay. but i mean because I, I i think i'm gonna watch some more honestly. God damn it. it's really good <laughs> it's really good highly recommend it's on the new max app if you got it um yeah but what if she actually is just a six-year-old i don't know because like here's my here's my takeaway is that if you were a little girl, mm-hmm. age four to six, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of have like a, a childlike way of speaking. And she mm-hmm. kind of does it in the videos that we've seen. But also, literally no accent. No yeah, Eastern European accent, even like a hint of it at all. So what's that? Oh, because that's the other thing the parents do, which is another like. Like how like the, the, the this girl must be like, you've got to be fucking kidding me is she's from Ukraine. And the dad's like, she hasn't spoken. She hasn't heard, you know, her native tongue in two years or in a, <laughs> two, in a while. So someone I worked with, her wife was from the Ukraine. So I had her come to surprise her and she starts speaking Ukrainian. And what Natalia does is Natalia's like, oh, my God, if I talk back, they'll notice I don't have an accent. So she doesn't speak for four days because she thinks that'll make them forget the whole incident. <laughs> And you know what? That's like, that's, you know, that's some serious dad moves. Like my dad, would, my dad would get mad. He wouldn't talk to us for a few days. Um, So I get it. I relate to Natalia. Uh, But I also feel like that's (laughs) not even a cool move to do. Like your daughter, you adopted, you don't know about the trauma or what she went through in Ukraine. And then to be like, here's someone speaking at you in Ukrainian. Like, we don't know what her schooling was like either. Like, I just think that's not a good. I just don't think that. That's was very true. It could seem either. like, oh, this is the old headmaster, the ma- mistress, or whatever that would scream and beat me. Yeah. Uh, at the thing, but I feel like, I don't know, like I, I was convinced at the end of episode one that she was an adult. She's, yeah, she's definitely like not a six-year-old. She's kid. not six. It was seeing the picture of her next to the six-year-old where I was like, oh, that fuck. really sold it for me. <laughs> yeah, and then the transformation of like what the six-year-old looks like at 14 and being like, I'm fine if she like, you know, got in with this family and she's a little bit older cuz like still that doesn't mean that 
they don't have a legal responsibility to take care of her. Yeah. But there's some other crazy shit that happens. Like, it feels like they want to make a return to a store and the store is being like, hey, that's not our policy. And they're like, we'll figure out a loophole. We're going to return this baby. Yeah, I'm curious what the law is if you adopt someone and then they turn out to be an adult. What you're because what if she said like what you are, what legally you are your options? I feel like that's like if you uh, are married and then you marry somebody else, like that second marriage isn't legal because you're already married. So like Mm -hmm. it's just going to be like not legally standing and you might get charged because you tried to pull some shit. I'm just curious because I'm pretty sure the parents end up getting arrested because they should keep showing mugshots. So I'm really curious to know what they got arrested for. They do. I mean, that was in the that was in the article. So the the they got arrested for. Um, do you want to spoil it? No, we'll save it for later. You're a bad girl. <laughs> I want to I want to entice our listeners to come back again and again. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. So if you guys have a chance to watch it before the next episode drops, then do it and you'll be right on the same page with us it was just it's uh yeah it's (laughs) it's captivating it's it's captivating for sure it's it's nightmare material it's literally the orphan yeah now that i want to watch that movie um i did have one thing from another uh crazy crime that we both have uh followed a little bit is the the iowa killings which one was that? Uh, that's Brian Kohlberger. It's the guy who killed four people in a in like their not their dorm room, but like their house on a college campus. And then oh my he was God. wearing the mask. Do you remember that? No. So yeah, there is like in Iowa, no Idaho. Sorry, it's Idaho. There was a a murder of four people. Is like uh, three girls and a guy. <sighs> they all got like you know stabbed a bunch, and then it was like who did it who did it they had all this like other um you know video surveillance like these are the last two people these girls were seen with this girl went home with her boyfriend this that and the other the intruder was wearing a ski mask one of the roommates who didn't die saw him and her identifying feature that she could see was eyebrows so she said he had bushy eyebrows right Mm -hmm. so then they're all looking there comes more evidence like they found a sheath for a knife with some you know dna on it and then they had video of a white hondai like both surveilling this location and then also leaving the location and so they kind of had narrowed it down who they thought it would be right mm-hmm. so on the on this guy he has his dad fly across the country he's going to go home for christmas like for school break his dad flies from like the east coast all the way to idaho and they're going to take his white hyundai across the country okay which seems weird already so him and his dad are driving they get pulled over twice he acts real like sketchy but that like the cops don't like do anything besides say quit following people too closely or whatever give him a ticket and then he gets home and it's all on the national news and so they're giving you know all these details white hondai bushy eyebrows and so this is the point this is the thing i wanted to talk about is that his sister he has two sisters she like basically ruins the holidays by going i are they talking about you, Brian? <laughs> Fuck. And so my question to you is, do you think that if somebody was like, hey, we've got this guy, he's he's tall, he's six feet tall, he's got a beard and he's got dark hair and he's driving whatever car, would you look at your brother and be like, did you kill those people? Or would you what? go, no way. If my brother was a fucking, fr- if my brother gave me vibes that he could do something like that, I would for sure 
So that's the thing. It's like the pre-vibes is like, oh, we've always thought Brian was a creep. I feel like the sister must know on some deep level if her brother is capable, even though like I have known and we'll put a trigger warning in the description that we do. We do get into true crime on this because I know some people do not want true crime at all. Um, I have known two people that have like committed a murder and one of them was like, oh, my God, I would have never thought like they were the nicest person, which a lot of times is the profile. Mm -hmm. But I feel like also like sometimes i don't know because ted bundy it's like no one none of the women he was close to i feel like though sometimes people do have a feeling or like i'm curious what her relationship was like with him and what he was like and it's also interesting to me that his dad went to go pick him up and drive him down yeah it's all very like that to me feels like this dad has had to do things before to get his son (gasps) out of trouble oh i didn't even think that oh and even if it's not something like that like if i like told my parents to do that they'd be like what the fuck's going on but the fact that the dad just did that and maybe didn't ask any questions or did like he's had to get his son out of trouble before right and well the excuse was they were gonna spend extra time together driving cross country i'm like you know it gives you a lot of extra time is just flying home and being home for four more days not bringing your murder car yeah one thousand percent because i was thinking i'm like well I might say something to Chris, but I probably wouldn't bring it up at dinner because I'm like so non-confrontational that I just don't want my family to fight. Um, But also I would never have vibes of like, you know what I mean? Like I've never been like, I bet Cody or Caleb are up to something. That's the thing. I would never in a million years think my brother was capable. So I would be like, God, that's an unfortunate coincidence. If if enough things what were a terrible introduced. Coincidence. Yeah, like the other, like, like Natalia Grace, like what a terrible coincidence that you yeah. live in a town with other Ukrainian <laughs> with people the- with dwarfism. Literally. <laughs> if enough, I'd like to think that I'm the type of person, though, that enough insane details were like introduced that I couldn't deny that it was my brother, then I would have to confront him. But with only those three things, I'd be like, that's a very weird coincidence. Yeah. And that was basically it. Like everything else around it seems weird. And then I think a lot of the other stuff, like it's a lot of like, well, looking back, he was, he was a cranky teacher's assistant, but then after the murders, he was really nice to us. It's like, yeah, I don't know if you can actually claim that's factual. That's not fair. Yeah. But the rest of the stuff in this story is like so insane. I'll read Um, about it after this, honestly. Yeah. So that's probably gonna be the next big uh, (sighs) docu-series that they make. But I mean, like, He's also like, he reminds me of a Dennis from Always Sunny where it's like, oh, this person's like such a narcissist. They thought they'd get away with it. Um, Zach, I made Zach watch the Vanderpump Rules reunion last night. And he said the guy who cheated reminded him of Dennis from It's Always Sunny. (laughs) People really just need to stop doing these fucking murders. It's just so useless. And like, (laughs) I know that's that should be our message as a as a pod that's our message is please stop doing these murders you're not helping anybody it's just so for nothing like it's so it's so crazy how many there are like how many stories like this exist right and you're like this guy he looks like dennis yeah he also looks like yeah it's real crazy real creepy um and they just indicted him so he is going to trial so disgusting disgusting um what a fun episode what a good scary episode well, yeah so i got some fun comedy shows <laughs> <laughs> did you get to leave a message for um rodney i did i got in it like right yes. like end of 501 right beginning of 502 but nice hell yeah we will see 
so yeah if you're if y'all are listening to this uh the the shows have probably happened for tomorrow at the city winery so i hope that you already knew about them and that you're following us on instagram at tomorrow ruby 69 at katie brews oh katie do you want to hear something kind of cool that happened at yes, my show on course. tuesday yes Someone asked, uh, Hank Denson was on stage and he asked someone like how they had heard about the show and they were like, oh, I knew the person, I know the show producer, I know the person that put it on. And then he asked this other guy, what brought, how do you know about the show? And he pointed at me and he was like, I came because of that comedian. (gasps) That's so cool. So cool. And Hank was like, oh, I didn't know y'all were friends. And he's like, we're not. I just follow her on Instagram. And I think he looked so familiar. I think I had, he'd been at a show at, he'd been at a different show before, but he was like, and Hank was like, are you trying to do comedy? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to an open mic after this. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was, it was like legit. He wasn't creepy or anything. Like oh, he left. Yeah. I didn't even talk to him afterwards. Like it was so, it was very cool. I felt very, I was like, wow, I am too good for this. No, That's exciting. <laughs> That's so cool. It was very cool. Hell yeah. Well, I, I'm sure that will only build with each show that you do. I hope so. Okay. I hope. I know so. I know it. Um, but thank you, freak. Sorry the, sorry for the editing you're gonna have to do for this episode. Let me know if I can do anything for you. Sorry, my Wi-Fi was freaks. If you sounds like our vibe was off this week and like I wasn't, isn't it just because it got delayed? It buffered so much during this episode, but we'll fix it for next. I'll fix it for next week. Next week it'll be great. Seems better with the camera off. I think so too. I do like hey. seeing you, but I got to see you a little, and I think that's okay. If you have any tech listeners we have that can give us some advice, tell us what's the best place to record on for a podcast, what I need to do to stop the buffering. Let Hit me up and let me know. Yeah, we'll try anything because we got the audio so good and now we don't want to, we don't want to disappoint, obviously. Finally got the audio. Finally got the audio. All right. Any parting words, Catherine? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say less mean things, but I'm still going to thank them. So I encourage everyone to do the same. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. How about you? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know what? It's so it's okay to have different paces every week. I think that's very nice. It's okay to have a week where you're like, God, I'm out every single day. I'm in. It's okay to have a week where you're not. A, you know, you're you stay inside all day and you do your work, and in between work, you watch a. Uh, docuseries about a girl that's 45 even though she claims- <laughs> hey i needed to hear that um thank you so much uh and thank you freaks for listening and sticking with us we this is you, the freaks. beginning of season three and we love you so much and we'll Yay! see you soon see you soon keep sending us those highlights your favorite moments from the episodes that they've been very fun to read yes please all right bye-bye all right bye-bye what you say what that mean i don't know Bitch, I'm on the kind of rock.